Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Ilya Meritz. Handprints on glass doors. Cucumber slices that were too thick. The wrong brand of soap in the bathroom. Seemingly trivial details like these seem to have caused lots of problems for franchisees of Subway restaurants. A recent story from the New York Times looks into how Subway's corporate system has worked against some owners of local franchises. Even when their stores were profitable, they were forced to shut down or sell. Some of them sued. Subway says allegations of misconduct were, quote, anomalies. Wherever the truth lies, here is one startling fact. Subway is the largest fast food chain in the world by number of stores. And today, it's shrinking rapidly. In New York City alone, the chain closed over 100 stores in the space of a year. Joining me now is one of the reporters on that story, Tiffany Hsu. Tiffany, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So explain to me like a typical story that a franchisee would tell you about what they were hearing from their development agents, uh, which is basically, I guess, sort of the subway contact person who does inspections. They were saying that they were being pressured by the people responsible for supervising their regional district. These development agents are responsible for recruiting a lot of these franchisees and inspecting their stores. They hire the inspectors who go into a Subway store and say, you're not doing this correctly, you need to improve this. So what the franchisees were telling us was that the development agents were sending in inspectors to look for problems, problems that they said were not there, or often problems that were so infinitesimally small that they shouldn't have been issues. Things like smudges left by customers on the glass over the counter. Things like a light bulb that wasn't screwed in all the way. An appliance that maybe wasn't plugged in at the moment. We heard stories about an inspector coming in and punching a hole in a bag carrying meatballs to take the temperature and then saying that it was the franchisee's fault. So we just heard about a lot of sketchy behavior from these inspectors who had been hired by the development agents. You managed to speak with a former inspector. Uh, Her name was Rebecca Husler, and she described herself to you as a hitman. So my colleague, Rachel Abrams, went out to California and met with Rebecca. And Rebecca told her a story that kind of made all of this fall into place. Rebecca described a conflict of interest that's baked into the way Subway does business in that the development agents who are tasked with overseeing these franchisees are usually also franchisees themselves. So these people own stores, but they also have the power to knock a competitor store out of business. So they they own stores in the same district? In the same district. Um, And so... These development agents are supervisors, and they're also competitors simultaneously. And Rebecca was telling us about the enormous amounts of power that these development agents have. And she said she was under pressure to produce certain kinds of results. She told us that the development agent who hired her, Aki Patel, told her, essentially, there are certain franchisees I don't like, and I want them out of my system. And I want you to find problems with their stores so that we can push them out. And the way that works is that Subway is not allowed to kick a franchisee out of the system just because they're not doing well. Franchisees are only removed from the system through poor inspection reports. If their stores are found to have food safety issues, for example, or uh, labor violations. And so the inspectors are the ones who call out 
franchisees for these problems. They report them back to Subway. And if a certain number of violations is marked, then the franchisee is sent to arbitration. And because arbitration is based out of Connecticut, where Subway is based, and most of these franchisees can't afford to go there, arbitration is almost always decided in Subway's favor. So if you're sent to arbitration, that's probably the end of your store. Subway used to be known as this ever-expanding company, and I remember seeing more and more of them dotting the landscape. Now they're allowing even high-performing franchises to close. So what happened in the corporate mindset? Did we hit peak sandwich? Did people lose interest? What happened? What we noticed in reporting the story are, are two different layers of this. Prior to 2015, this was already happening. In individual districts, a development agent might see a competitor who is doing well and think, I want that store because I want a well-performing store. And so he or she would find ways to mark that franchisee out of compliance and take the store. And so often we saw before 2015, there were a lot of franchisee stores that were being taken over um, and put under the development agent's ownership. Now, after 2015, that kind of changes because Fred DeLuca, the co-founder, dies and his sister, Suzanne Greco, steps in and she's seeing a mess at Subway Corporate. Jared Fogel, who had been the spokesman for Subway for many years, was accused of child pornography. And that was a public relations disaster for Subway. And at the same time, Subway is facing a lot of competition from other sandwich chains. Subway is developing a reputation for not having clean stores. People generally aren't going to Subway as much as they used to anymore. So Susan DeGreco steps in. She sees this and she thinks, we've got to scale back. We're growing way too fast. Um, this is not sustainable. And so from corporate, you get this missive that's essentially saying, pump the brakes, we need to slow down. And at the development agent level, they hear this and they think, okay, well, if Subway is looking to maybe shrink the pie, we don't want it to be us. So we want it to be these other franchisees. And this is where the conflict of interest comes into play even more, because you have development agents who have vendettas against franchisees that they don't like, and they're trying to protect their own stores. And so they start going after these other franchisees to knock them out of the game. So what does Subway say? If so many stores are closing, and if they're doing seemingly much more stringent inspections, what's the reason? Subway's stance is that its development agents are valued members of their business community and that the development agents do the right thing, that they find out when a franchisee isn't doing well and they ask their inspectors to market. They say that the development agents are always in the right. And when we gave them examples of franchisees that weren't doing well, they came back to us with, well, this franchisee had this problem. This franchisee had that problem. Everything was justified. Tiffany Hsu is a business reporter at The New York Times. You can find links to her work at our website, moneytalking.org. Tiffany, thank you very much. Thanks so much for having me. I'm Ilya Meritz. This is Money Talking from WNYC. 